everybody, and welcome to Intention is Everything on Paranormal Underground Radio. I am your host, Karen Frazier, along with, in her first permanent co-hosting gig, my good friend, the managing editor of Paranormal Underground Radio, Cheryl Knight-Wilson. Hey, Karen, have we done this before? This? This. Uh, it, it's been a few years. <laughs> yes, it's been two years. Did you notice that I remembered the Wilson? Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't always, so. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so we're really excited about this new show, and it's a new format. You've known us in various various uh, different shows over the years. We did over 300 shows as Paranormal Underground Radio and Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark and also the Paranormal Underground Podcast. And then I got bored, so we took two years off. (laughs) Thanks, Karen. Well, have you minded the time off, Cheryl? No. You know what? It's, It's great to kind of rejuvenate, you know, and Do come up things. with new, new topics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. So we're super excited about that. And I thought since this is our first show back, I do want to get to our guests fairly quickly um, because we we have a lot to talk about with him. But I did want to do really quickly because we have been off the air for two years. I wanted to do our one minute recap of what has gone on in our lives for the last two years because we shared our lives with you for nine years, eight, nine years, something like that. So Cheryl Knight Wilson, I'm just going to say that a lot until I get it in my head. What's gone on (laughs) in your life in the last two years? Wow. Wow. Well, a lot, of course, two years is is a while, but we had some good stuff going on. We, I will start by saying we still publish the magazine, Paranormal Underground Magazine. So I'm excited to say we still have that project going on. And we bought a house, which was a lot of fun and a lot of stress. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, you but, guys built yeah. a house. Yes, yes. Yes. And we got through it. And you're still we're, married. We're st- I was going to say, <laughs> you know, no divorces happened during that time. So we're sure. good. <laughs> um, and I've been catching up on my paranormal TV, which I had been sadly lacking uh, before recently. So that's pretty much it. Oh, you have been watching paranormal TV, huh? I ha- I have. Oh, well, very good. I haven't really watched much of it in years. So um, let's see. Here's my one-minute recap. Uh, ended the show. Um, my son graduated from college in June. My son, Tanner, who was in, like, middle school when we started the show initially. I think he is now a college graduate with the oh-so-useful music degree. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> and he got engaged in July. So that's so uh, awesome. Yeah. So lots of big stuff there. Other than that, just kind of life things. My dad died a year ago and that was uh, pretty tough, pretty life changing. And, um, you know, we used to have four dogs and a cat. We're down to two. So <laughs> you will hear fewer dogs during our podcast. Oh, we'll miss them. That's for sure. Well, I miss them too. But at the same time, life with four dogs, a cat, and a teenager is very different than life with two dogs. No Very different. Yes. (laughs) No teenager. No. He does not live with us. He lives with his girlfriend. His, excuse me, his fiance. Fiance. All right. So I'm super excited about our guest tonight. I met him about 
a year ago, uh, actually through mail correspondence. And um, I can't tell you his story because I've only known him for about a year and I know only know bits and pieces of it. But we're super excited to welcome our guest tonight. And that is Nate Brown. Nate, welcome to our very first podcast. Thank you, Karen. I'm happy to be part of it. Cool. All right. So Nate is a close neighbor of Cheryl's. Apparently, you guys live about 15 minutes apart, I understand. Yeah, pretty pretty close. Yeah, not far. Yeah. That's super funny. Very close. Such a coincidence. Yeah, Yeah. right. All right. So Nate... um, I want to. Uh, I want you to share your story. So you and I met through Reiki, and it was an interesting way. And so I will introduce you by way of saying that uh, is Yvette is your girlfriend or your fiance? Girlfriend for the moment. Okay, his girlfriend for and, the and moment. And what I mean by that is, pretty soon she'll be fiance. Yeah, you guys been together so. a long time, haven't you? <laughs> we have about six and a half years. Yeah. So um, his his girlfriend, uh, Yvette actually sent me an email and said, hey, would you mind working with and corresponding with my boyfriend, Nate, who is in prison, and would you mind teaching him Reiki? And Nate, I will let you go from there. <laughs> yeah, so the story is, how did I end up in prison and my background? I guess is what you're all wondering. Um, I grew up pretty normal life, uh, you know, middle income, um, loving family, um, and in Went, you know, finished college and became, got involved in the construction, real estate investment business, which I was for many years. But something was always lacking in my life and and it it was never enough. And it wasn't about the money. It was just, it was always, it took me a long time to figure this out, but it was about um, needing approval, uh, wanting to be the best. And by doing that, I would always go too far. And um, I got divorced about 15 years ago. And during the divorce, uh, I had a lot of properties, a lot of projects leveraged pretty heavily and uh, things kind of fell in. And I made some very bad financial choices, which uh, ended up uh, getting me a pretty lengthy um, probation at the time uh, was what I played out, played guilty to. And then uh, started to get back on track again, just couldn't slow down, doing way too much, um, ended up violating my probation, hence ended up uh, spending three and a half years in jail slash, and then in, uh, got transferred into the prison system. Um, so about a year ago, I had requested for Christmas uh, for Vet to uh, order me a book on Reiki, and it just happened to be yours. And uh, I read the book. Uh, was just really wanting to have some questions answered and reach out. So uh, I asked her to email you, and, you know, here we go. Uh, a year later, uh, getting ready to uh, take the Master Reiki class, um, doing a podcast with you. Uh, it's, it's been amazing. And, and, you know, I spent two and a half years in the county jail, and that was very, very tough. Um, was transferred to the prison system and spent a year in prison. And the, tr- the true transformation in my life happened during that year just because of the experiences, meeting some of the people that I did, um, and having the time to really practice what I had been studying for a long time. Um, and, and that's been, you know, and, and Reiki and interaction with you has been an integral part of that. And, um, you know, I've been out... Um, 
be eight weeks this week, and it feels like I've been, you know, I was I was never locked up. Um, just life is great. Everything's falling into place, and it's just because I let everything, you know, I, I just let the universe provide. Um, uh, I'm getting ready in the process of starting two new companies, and and both will be. Uh, the name will be Panther Ray, which is means everything flows. And that's just how I try to live my life. And, uh, you know, I don't have to be in a hurry. I just enjoy the journey. And that's kind of where I am at the moment. And uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of questions, so fire away. So many questions. Cheryl, you want to start with one or you want me to go? I have a I have one I want to, I want to start with. Nate, you said something uh, just a minute ago. Uh, about fighting the universe, so to speak. And it's something I've personally struggled with for a long time. My husband teases me because he says, if you didn't fight the universe so much, things would be a lot easier, you know? (laughs) Um, Which, yes. Yeah, I'm very stubborn, and it's hard for me to just not go the route that I want to go. And how, how tough was it for you, like you were describing, to finally have that realization that, that you don't need to fight to have it your way, you know, a set way every single time? Yeah, it's, uh, it only took me 49 years. So yes, it's extremely <laughs> tough. Um, I, yeah, it, it's, it's probably the toughest thing in my life. But once, once it just clicked, it's become one of the easiest and, and, you know, it was so tough letting, letting go of, you know, and I put in quotes control that I never really had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just, I, I've always had to be in control of everything. I mean, I, I laugh cause I say I've never had a job because as soon as I got out of college, I started, you know, my own business. So, you know, I work all the time cause I love it, but, but I've never really had a job. So, uh, I've always been the one making the decisions, being in, in control, and I couldn't let that go. And, uh, yeah, it's, it took the cosmic two-by-four to, uh, to <laughs> try to knock, knock that into my head. But, right. but honestly, you know, it, and it wasn't, you know, meeting lots of people during my experience, it wasn't, oh, yes, prison changed me. You know, I saw a lot of things and, and went through a lot of things I never want to again. I mean, it wasn't a very bad experience for me other than just being away from, uh, from vet, my family, friends in life. But, uh, but I did see a lot of, a lot of things that, that is, is terrible. Um, it, but it was more about having the true time to work on myself and, and it was invaluable. And if, if I had to go back and change it, I wouldn't change it. I would do the same thing over again. And that's, that's how much different I am now and how I feel, um, than I had my entire life. Um, and, and most of that truly has kicked in over the last year. Um, you know, prior to being incarcerated, I mean, I read the books. I mean, I've, uh, I've been a voracious reader of self-help and some metaphysical, um, over probably the last 15, 20 years, but never practiced, um, you know, and I guess as, as Lao Tzu said, you know, books are dead things, um, you know, unless you apply what's in those books or what you learn, they're useless. And, and that was the thing, you know, I was I was great at telling other people how to live their lives and and it was solid advice. I just couldn't practice it myself. And uh, I, I don't know, you know, it took years to figure out why and how to change it. And 
And I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's a struggle every day. It'd be like taking an alcoholic and taking them to a bar. But, uh, um, but it's at the same time, I say it's a struggle. It's, I don't feel tempted to go back to the old way. And, and I'm, I'm honestly fortunate right now cause I can, I'm not going to go into it. Um, but I can be on the outside looking in at the same chaos in somebody else's life. And it just reinforces that I, I never want to go back there again. Um, you know, operating my businesses that way, living my life that way. Um, you know, I wake up every day and no matter what's going on, I'm, I'm just grateful. I mean, I'm sitting here out, out back sun setting. It's just, uh, you know, it's amazing. Just seeing what the universe provides us. If we just, we just listen and, mm-hmm. you know, the, all the signs are put out there on a continual basis to everybody. It's just, if you're too caught up in your own world and, and a chaos in your head, you just don't see them. And, and that's what it, it took for me was to slow down and realize that they're, they've been there all along. Um, you know, why do I fear what's going to take place in, you know, in, in life and business six months from now? It's all going to be all right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and once I slow down and, and let the universe take over, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just been wonderful. And uh, uh, I'm just truly blessed. So what do you think the disconnect was when you were reading all the books and I, and, but, and you could be that source of advice for other people? Where was the disconnect between that and your own life, do you think? Oh, wow. Good question. Um, I don't know. I think deep down it, it goes back to I knew everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's sure oh, that's great advice. That's great advice. You know, you you need to do that. But uh, uh, you know, uh, for me, I'm going to do it my way. And but but it, I guess in reality, and this this happened to me multiple times in my life over the years, and and I can look back and 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 see when it slowly changed and and what happened and how I get in deep and over my head. Um, after my divorce is when all of this started. I mean, I, everything crashed financially. I, you know, kind of woke up one day and was in legal trouble. And, you know, every everything that I'd worked hard for was gone financially and basically starting over. And it kind of goes to the law of attraction. You know, when I'm down, I believe it can be better and things get better. But once you get to a certain point, this is where I, my mistakes would happen. I'd have more business going on than I could handle. Didn't wasn't really trying because it just kept falling into place. But instead of doing the right thing and putting people in place to handle certain aspects of my business, I did. I, you know, in my mind, nobody could do it better than me. So I tried to do it all, which just isn't feasible. Um, and that's when I screw up. Um, I would, everything would just get out of control and, you know, I'd have massive amounts of work going on, but I was losing money because everything was so inefficient. And at that point, you, it happens slowly. So you get away, you slowly stop, stop doing your practices, whether it be meditation or physical activity. And, and they slowly go by the wayside till, you know, several months later, everything's out of control, you know. You, you've gained weight, you're eating unhealthy, you're, you know, drinking too much or smoking or whatever. And, you know, 
there's no practices to feel good and you just mentally can't make intelligent decisions. And you know, that at least that's what's happened to me more than once. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and you get to a point where like, how am I going to get myself out of this? So, and you know, in my case, it, uh, you know, (laughs) you try to float some money around and, and that's not a smart thing to do. And, uh, and that's, what's all, that's, what's, you know, bit me. Um, you know, like I said, it's been, it's been 12 years since I pled out to my felony charges. Um, you know, I fought them for a while in court, uh, cause it's been almost, fi- it's been 15 years since, since everything happened. So 12 years ago, I pled out to probation. Um, the problem was I would do the same thing over again and not get new, new charges, but I would end up doing something to violate my probation. And, you know, that happened once and I had to do a few months and I got out, got, and they start the probation all over again. And then finally they're just like, yeah, this is, I've had enough. You're going to go do your time. And fortunately I didn't have to do it all. Uh, I made parole. And so I am on parole for six more years, but you know, when you're doing things right, that's nothing. I mean, I go report once every six months, so it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's really not that big a deal. I mean, other than I can't travel out of the country till I'm, till I'm off, but anything else, it doesn't really hamper, uh, my freedom. Um, and I think that was another problem before was being on probation. I was totally focused on what it would not allow me to do instead of saying, you know what, it's really not affecting my life that much. I can still pretty much do whatever I want. I can travel anywhere in the U S or U S territories and, you know, and just be grateful for what I can do. And instead I focused on what I couldn't do. And really there wasn't a lot that I couldn't do, but I still focused on the negative. And, uh, and that's, that's what's really helped me is focusing on the positive and paying attention. Um, you know, one of the first, when I first got locked up, uh, one of the first books that vet dropped off to me was a, a book by Dr. Mitt Sood, and it was a handbook for happiness, which was a follow up to his original book, um, uh, secrets to stress free living, I think, which was more of a scientific technical book. So he wrote the follow up book more as a how to simplified based on the first book. And, uh, and, it, and it was really all about mindfulness. Um, and just just being grateful and and being compassionate and caring about others and not really you got to take care of yourself first but don't be self-centered and focus on yourself and by looking out for others you know the just it's amazing what it can do for you mentally and and what the universe will give back to you even though you don't do it selfishly um i think one of his quotes in there is when you become totally selfless selfless it's only then you can uh, accomplish your selfish agendas, but at that point it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it doesn't. It, your selfish agenda no longer, no longer matters to you. But by becoming totally selfless, the universe is going to give it to you. And uh, and I'm finding that on a daily basis. And uh, just the stuff that's being presented to me, I'm just like, wow, okay. <laughs> so I'm curious, and I don't know that I've ever actually asked you this um, because our correspondence was difficult. So this is what we did. Uh, Nate would write a letter. He would mail it to me. I would read the letter. I would respond via email to Yvette, who would then print it and send it to you or bring it to you, right? 
Uh, she'd mail it to me. I mean, yeah. she we got to visit and stuff, but she would any kind of she couldn't bring me anything. She had to mail right. it. So yes, yeah, she would right. she would mail it to me. And then when we did the Reiki stuff, whenever I would have a Reiki class, so I would send him my send you my manuals, and then you would read mm-hmm. those, and we would ask questions back and forth. And when I taught a Reiki class here. You would be part of that Reiki class through Boom Boom. My surrogate teddy bear was was the Nate, <laughs> the Nate stand-in, and um, I, I would picture up. <laughs> yeah, and and so I would attune I would attune Boom Boom as you, and that's and that's how you you got through that. But one of the things that I don't know that we ever really talked about is what made you ask Yvette to reach out to me. Well, like I said, you know, I just I asked for a Reiki book. And, you know, nothing specific because obviously I had, you know, I didn't have internet access. I couldn't really look anything up. So that was just basically, that's just what I asked for. Uh, She asked what I wanted for Christmas and I a couple different books. I said, I want a book on Reiki. I'd like to learn how to do it. I knew absolutely nothing about it. I mean, I'd heard about it over the years. I had an idea, but, you know, I didn't really understand it. So I just, I wanted to read up on it. And so again, she did some, um, I guess, she Googled, did some research on a good book and, you know, it happened to be yours. And fortunately that's the one she ordered for me for Christmas. And so I read the book and, and I just, I've really, I just felt that I needed to reach out to you. And, um, and so, you know, there wasn't a mailing address in a book. Nobody puts those in anymore. No, we not. Yeah. So I, I didn't have, you know, at that particular prison in the state of Tennessee, very few prisons have internet access. Um, so I wasn't able to do that. So I just, I asked her if she could find your website and, and reach out to you. Which and, uh, she did. She did. And, uh, and you were gracious enough to allow me to write and, and then responded and, and, you know, to help me through this. I mean, you, you offered your time and, and your resources um, and I'll say more about that in a minute to, uh, you know, to really just help me. And you're not, you didn't know me. Here's a guy that's in prison. You knew nothing about my life. And I did, you know, I wrote some stuff in the first letter. I don't really remember what I wrote, but just kind of giving you a summary of my life. But, um, you know, I mean, I couldn't imagine, I mean, I could now cause I've been there, but I couldn't imagine just out of the blue, you get a letter from a guy in prison. Uh, well, I knew for, it was coming. So asking for help, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I did know it was coming because because she emailed me and asked me if it was okay. So I was aware it was on the way. And but um, yeah, I just when I got the letter, I thought, of course, why why would I not? And I appreciated you reaching out because that gives me the ability to experience myself as someone. Um, who teaches and mentors and works and helps others. And so, so when you reach out, you gave me a gift as well. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it's, it's interesting because it just made me think of something else, you know, when you're in there and you're in that situation, of course, everybody talks about, you know, what they're going to do when they get out and all these changes they're going to make and they're going to fight the system. They're going to do this. And, and, <laughs> I guarantee you less than 1% of the people that walk out the doors do anything because, you know, once you leave, you just want to forget it. And it doesn't matter if you've been locked up for a week or 30 years, you just, that's just what you do. You, you go back to, you go out to live life. And, and I mean, I feel terrible because there's, you know, there's guys that are expecting letters from me and, and I mailed one off Friday 
that I started typing on on August sixteenth. Yeah, <laughs> and, and all I got all I got was his, you know the the date and his name, and so then I, I just continued. And I said, well, as you can see, I started your letter a month ago, but <laughs> and that's kind of what happened. Like you said, life happens, and and people forget, and you know, and when you're in there, you have all this time. So you got you know I've got notebooks full of ideas. Um, you know, I was you know starting nonprofit, starting this, starting that, and they're all great ideas. And a lot of it was based on what you want to do to change the system. And, uh, and that was one of the things once I got out and, and, you know, got back into my, I say crazy life. It's not crazy. It's just, I'm very, very busy. Um, you know, it's not crazy at all. It's all under control. Right. That's right. (laughs) But, but, uh, um, you know, I have struggled with that over the last two months is feeling that I'm, I'm, letting people down, not that they're relying on me or to make a change or anything, but that I'm not doing something. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, well, what do I really want to do? What do I want to focus on? But, you know, I, I realize that, you know, I can't, all I can do is you, you can't change the world. You have to change yourself first. And then through changing yourself, then that kind of, it's a ripple effect and moves out. And that's kind of, you know, that's really what I'm trying to do. I mean, I, I do, I've got a couple of guys that I put money on the phone and they call me and I, just so I can still give them encouragement. And, you know, one guy's coming up for parole next month and, you know, I'm trying to line him up um, some housing and a job and through some, some people that I know. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not changing the world, but maybe I'm helping him. And, right. and that's, you know, and that's what you did that, you know, you, you really helped me and, uh, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. Cause you know, just in our phone call from, from, from Friday. And by the way, I hope you had a great week girls weekend. I had course. a great girls but, weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you're talking about wanting to do something, um, you know, in, in the prison system and reach out mm-hmm. and, and I'm, you know, and that's great. That's kind of what I needed. It's like, you know, if I can help you just through the resources I have and, and the people to reach out to and can work together on that. Um, I mean, I think that's, that's, you know, that's the first step. And, uh, and if we can just help one person and I I reached out, there was a, another set of books that it was actually in the library at the last prison I was at. Um, it was called Mayan messages and it's, it's three different volumes, but it's based on, uh, the Mayan calendar, the 260 day calendar. So it's a daily read. And so I'm like, you know, I, it was like, I've been there two weeks and I start, I find it in the library and I start reading it. And in the back, um, the author's Reverend Teresa Crabtree. And she said that she was, she knew she was writing this book. And so she was, she was kind of channeling it and she said, and it kind of knocked her for a loop when she basically was told that she was going to do this and send it to every prison in the United States and, you know, no charge. And she was going to send these volumes to prisoners, you know, if they requested them at no charge. And she goes, I didn't know what to do, you know, because I hear I'm writing a book thinking you know, it's going to be something. Now I'm told I'm giving it away. And she's like, it's one of the best things I ever did. And, um, and so I reached out to her this past week. And uh, so we were emailing back and forth yesterday and, um, you know, and I told her about you and, and podcast. And so she's already got the prison ministry, but I told her that I would, uh, probably introduce you to her and we could start 
you know, working together and get some ideas from her on, on how she's done what she's done. And she was very Fantastic. interested in that. So, so uh, you know, maybe that's something we can do over the next few weeks. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. So, Cheryl, you've been very quiet. I'm sure you have more questions. I do. I have many, many more questions, probably some of which we will not get to today. But Probably. Anyway. We can always have Nate come back. Okay. New part two. That's fine. Yeah, right. Awesome. My question, my, my first question is really, what was it about Reiki and energy healing that resonated with you the most? What was it that clicked? Hmm. It started bringing things together for me. Um, I think Karen and I talked about this some in our, in our letter interactions. You know, I grew up in a, uh, Southern Baptist home, you know, but was in church three times a week. And, and, uh, you know, that was, there was no other way than, than that. And, uh, I don't know, I just never felt comfortable with it. And then, you know, over the years, I've really struggled with religion and, you know, been in it, been out of it, you know, have for the last 20 years, I've, you know, I've studied Buddhism, different things. And, um, and I think a lot of it was just guilt, you know, uh, if I was looking at anything different than the way I was raised, mainly because of my mom, God love her. She's a wonderful woman, but, uh, you know, I didn't want to disappoint her. So, you know, in, in the end I would just disappoint her anyway. But, um, I knew, you know, I had a, for years, I couldn't use the word God because all I could think about was my Southern Baptist roots and it just drove me over the edge. And, uh, and it finally clicked that, you know, there's basically one creator of the universe. It doesn't matter what you call that entity. You know, I choose to call it the universe. Uh, and, and, and it's okay. You know, we, uh, we all have to follow our own, our, have to, all had to follow our own path and have our own beliefs. And we have, you know, and the beauty is if we accept that everybody has their own belief and they may believe a little differently, we do. That's okay because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, for the most part, most people are looking at the same higher power, no matter what name they have. And so I was kind of looking for that, for that piece and have been for years and just through, you know, I've, I've read a lot. I've probably got 20 books about uh, Thich Nhat Hanh and, and, and some, you know, some others and when I read Karen's book and I started putting some of those practices into place and practicing Reiki before I, you know, before I reached out to her, uh, basically just being still and, uh, and quieting the mind. And through that, then I could feel the energy. And it just, it was a completely different feeling. And, and it felt great and it felt okay to slow down and, and talk about slowing down. That's one of my, one of the problems I always had just cause I was so chaotic in my head. I couldn't be still. If I, if I was being still, I felt like I was being lazy or I wasn't accomplishing anything. Mm-hmm. So I was nonstop seven days a week. And, you know, for the first time I truly was able to, to just be still. And I, and I've tried to meditate for years and just couldn't do it, you know, or, or I thought that I couldn't do it. And I've since learned if you can, even if you sit down for two or three minutes, that's okay. Um, you know, I always, you know, I'm just, I, it's the way my mind works. If I, my mind set on something, I go at it 
you know, with such a passion. And if I'm focused on meditation, I'm going to read every book and I'm going to try to start off doing an hour of deep meditation. And we all know that doesn't work. Uh, It takes a while, years if ever to get there. And so I, I just, you know, when I started practicing Reiki, it was the first time I really was able to just be still. And, and so that just made me want to learn more and practice more. And, and, uh, and then, you know, in Karen's books and the things she says, it's like, it's okay. You know, if you, you want to meditate, you know, you can do it during your Reiki session. You can use it as, you know, Reiki as your meditation. And, and that was a problem I've had because, you know, I want to do Reiki. I want to meditate. I want to do yoga. I want to do Tai Chi, you know, and next thing you know, you're, you're spending 12 hours a day doing these things. Well, that's okay when you're in prison. (laughs) right you know it's okay but it doesn't work in the real world and and so i started thinking about that it's like okay you know i didn't know for sure i'd make parole but i was pretty sure that i would i mean you know i was the model inmate as far as the the system's concerned i mean didn't do anything to get in trouble you know did everything i was supposed to so you know i assumed that i would make it um so i started thinking about that and it's like all right, all these things are working for me. How am I going to incorporate everything into a daily life when I get out? Because um, I know I'll go back to being really busy, and, and how's it going to work? And so I started incorporating my Reiki session as my meditation session as well. And I was like, wow, this is great. So next thing I know, I'm like, I'm doing Reiki and meditating for an hour. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> How did, how did this happen all of a sudden, you know? And and it just, it, it's just, uh, from there, it's allowed me to just say, it's okay. You know, for instance, daily reads. Now, if I'm, just for instance, last week, I had to, I mean, I did, I worked through the week. I, I've got a side uh, project that I'm doing at nights while I'm, out of town working. And then this weekend I refinished some hardwood floors for some friends. So I worked like 90 hours last week. So when you do that, it's kind of hard to fit things in. So I missed two or three days of my daily readings. Well, the way I would have been in the past, what I've been like, Oh my God, I can't miss those days. I got to go back and read those days that I missed. Well, next thing you know, you're, you haven't done your readings in a month because just trying to go back and read three extra days wasn't working because you didn't have the time. But you didn't read that days, so now, you know that's okay if you miss something, whatever it is, going for a run, or you miss your daily readings. Just tomorrow, do your daily readings. You know, you don't have to mm-hmm. catch up from yesterday or the past of what you missed. And it's it's just you know I don't sweat it. It's it's okay. Good. <laughs> just be just be up and be grateful. You know. Well, and I wanted and, to bring up really fast um, because it kind of fits with what you're talking about, was that I saw, and, and I've told you this, I saw a lot of me in you. Um, I think that we have very similar the way our minds work and the way we view the world and see things about the world and that type of thing. And so I sent you a book that I feel like that was not one of mine. So this is not more advertising Karen's books now, um, but because <laughs> it was so profound in my life that when I meet people and I am often meet people who are like me, that kind of, uh, I call myself captain chaos that woohoo in the head all the time. And, um, I think it really profoundly helped you. So do you want to talk about refuse to choose at all? Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. You, you had mentioned it in one of your letters mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it was just, you know, you were just asking if I had read certain things that happened to be in there and, uh, and just, uh, 
it's it's interesting because one of the organizations had sent me one of her books um, that I had not read. It was on my shelf, and I hadn't got around to it. And so, just one day, I get a you know a, a letter with the mail that says I have a book. And so I had to go to the mail room, pick it up, and I'm opening as I'm walking back across the compound. And I'm like, wait a minute. I recognize the name of this book. So I'll go back and find your letter. And I'm like, this is such a coincidence. The universe is providing. Because I thought it was one of the organizations. Because I was writing all these organizations. that oh, send no, it was for- me. I'm like, this is so crazy. So after like, you know, two or three days, I asked Ben. I was like, write Karen and ask her. She sent the book. Because there was nothing with it, you know. And, uh, and of course, she did. And I was, you know, I was shocked. I was so appreciative. I just, you know, it was one thing to send me your book, but to, to care enough to send someone else's book. I'm just like, it just that meant so much to me. But then I read the book and it's like, oh my God, this is me to a T. And, and like you said, the name of it, it's by Barbara Sher, and, uh, the name of the book is refused to choose. And it's, it's about people who she calls scanners, which I definitely am. And yeah, me too. as you've told me, you are too. Yeah. And, 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 and basically what it is, and you and I, I think it, I talked about this in some of my letters to you and you'd responded and hit the nail on the head. You know, for me, I'm always looking for something new, for a new idea, even if it's in the business I'm in, you know, yeah. um, I'm always looking for something new. And so I'll do my research. I'll throw myself into it, you know, just immerse myself. I can't sleep because I'm, I'm working on it. And then I'll get it up and running. And I've never had a problem doing that. But once it's up and running, it's like, all right, I'm ready to start something else. Yep. But... And that's what gets me. It's one of the things that gets me in trouble because I take my eye off of what's happening here just to start something else. And that's where I make mistakes by not putting people in place to take care of the day to day and run that while I'm off doing something else. And uh, I mean, I've had so in so many business things that I've put together and had ready to go and just didn't start them. You know, everything was in place. You know, LLCs were formed, da, 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 you know, and just never did anything with it. And and some of those I are good you. ideas. <laughs> and uh, and I look back, but and that's what that's what Barbara's book is about. And it's and and she says it's okay, but you have to learn how to handle that part of yourself. And one of you know one of the things that's really worked for me is carrying notebook with me all the time. And, and this is what, you know, her suggestion. And so when I have an idea, I immediately write it down because what I'm guilty of is I have this idea and I try to keep it in my head till I get to the end of the day or a stopping point. And then I forget about it. And then I'm trying to remember what it was and it drives me crazy. But now I just write it down and it may or may not be something that I go back and do, but I wrote it down. So it allows me to move on or continue focusing on what I've got going on currently and there's many different types of scanners and, um, you know, and I fit the bill for more than one, uh, quite a few of, of, of those, but, uh, yeah, it made such a difference cause it basically says, Hey, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. you yeah. Know? When I read and, that and, book, it was a relief. It was like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. Cause I mean, <laughs> yeah. don't you get tired of people saying, why don't you finish what you started? Yes. You know, why don't you ever shit? And it's like, Oh, you know, I don't want to hear this, but you know, it's yep. like she said, it's okay. But you have to learn how to work with that. And and then she goes on further to say that, you know, some of the most successful people are scanners. They just learn how to 
to control it. Well, not control it, but just uh, to utilize how they are and not sabotage the way they are by, you know, not handling it properly. And, uh, and so it's, you know, I, I use, utilize what was in that book on a daily basis and it's, it's working and, you know, and it's, it's funny talking about doing different things. I mean, again, my background for almost 30 years has been real estate investment, construction industry, you know, flipping houses and just through some crazy coincidences in the last month I was locked up, I got interested in hydroponic lettuces, microgreens. And I get out and I, you know, I've done some research while I was there and I get out and I've got these great ideas. And of course, that's so used to me having great ideas. And as soon as I mentioned it to her, I, you know, made her cry for the only time since I've been home because she just thought I was going to go right back to doing stuff the way I've always had. And I, you know, it took me a few days to assure her that I was not, uh, that if I was going to do this, that I would be slow and steady and done properly. And I wasn't going to take my eye off of what I, my responsibilities were. And, uh, and so she's good with it now, but one of my closest friends, he had, he's, he's been in the brewing industry in, in the Knoxville area. A um, lot of connections with chefs, things like that. So I present this idea to him because he's, you know, he lives one, when he and his wife live one street over from us. And um, he just thought it was a phenomenal idea. So he reached out to, to, to some chef friends of his and, you know, they said that the timing was perfect. They really need it. So, you know, but it, it, and it's something that I'm working on slowly. And, uh, and then the interesting thing with him is like two weeks later, after being in the brewing industry for several years, um, the brewery he was working for, one of the investment partners calls him and says, look, I've got, I, I want you to basically quit your job with the brewery and I'm going to hire you. And they're one of my other companies. And so it's, uh, they are growing and producing from start to finish everything in the CBD or, you know, the cannabis business, CBD oils, different things. And they're growing everything hydroponically. So he has got several coworkers who uh, have all this experience, not that they've always been doing it legally, but they've uh, got the experience in how to grow and they're willing to help me get started. So it's just all these coincidences fall in place. But again, it's the universe providing because I'm not trying to push it. I'm just letting it happen. And and it's happening, happening faster than I ever thought it would. And I'm just kind of leaving it alone and letting it come to me and, and, uh, you know, and part of that was Barbara's book. It's like, it's okay to have these ideas and, but just learn how to manage them. Right. You know? And, uh, Cheryl, did so, you write down the name and the author for Chad? Not yet. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I was going to say, do you recognize, <laughs> you recognize anyone, you know, in that other than me? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Uh, maybe my husband a little bit a little bit yeah. <laughs> a little tiny a little tiny bit a little bit all right well i'll let you ask more questions i stepped on your questions again oh no no not at all um i i'm wondering if you could offer to our listeners some tips on tools and techniques that you've been using in your day-to-day life what what can help our listeners on their own journey you know, I think the biggest thing for me is is creating the habit of my morning readings. And, and it doesn't take long. I mean, the two things that I read every day um, is, is um, 
of course, the Maya, Maya messages is one, and uh, uh, from the Centers for Spiritual Living, their their magazine, the Daily Read. I read it daily, and you know, both of those, it takes me a total. I mean, some mornings I may put a little, you know, I may think about what they're saying more and, and spend a little time reflecting on it, but for the most part, it takes me five minutes, and that's just a good start to my day, and. Also, on top of that, it's it it slows me down because I was always jumping out of the bed as soon as my feet hit the floor. I was in the shower and I'm out the door. You know, I wouldn't take time for a cup of coffee at the house or, or breakfast at the house. I mean, I was on the phone pulling through McDonald's and grabbing my first cup of coffee. And then at some point, I'd stop at a restaurant to get breakfast while I'm on the phone the whole time. And, you know, what I've learned, I don't get in a hurry in the mornings. And, and what I found is I get there just as quick, uh, but mentally I'm at peace. Um, so I think for me, the biggest thing is, is how I wake to the day and, you know, I don't jump out of bed, you know, I'll lay there for a few minutes, not cause I'm hitting the alarm going, Oh my God, I don't want to get up, but I'll lay there and I think, and, you know, and, and use some gratitude practices and then I get up. I start the coffee and I'll sit down and do my daily readings and um, and then that's what I do pretty much every day. Like I said, when I'm very crazy and very exhausted, I, I miss a day here and there. But it it's become a habit and 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 that's like you know to people to people talk about going on diets. You know, diets don't work. Neither do practices until they become a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to if you want to lose weight and change the way you eat, it needs to be a lifestyle change. Uh, not just the, the diet fat of the day. Same thing with this. You know, it's just creating that habit, and, and it's just what you do. It's part of your life. And to get there, you, you know, it it takes it takes a lot of strength because you get up in the morning and you're like, I'm busy. Okay, I gotta hurry. I gotta hurry. You know, I I don't have children, so I don't I can't under you know I don't can't put myself in the shoes of somebody that's trying to get kids ready for school. But um, you know, I feel like my employees are my children, but. That's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it just, if it takes getting up 15 minutes early, get up 15 minutes early. And because it's just invaluable and just, just start your day off peaceful and you're able to handle the chaos that ensues. And then you'll find out there's really not that much chaos because it's most of it's in your head and, uh, just let it be. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I had issues today with some, with some employees and, and, um, you know, I had the tendency to get angry you know, and I felt it coming and I just walked around the house. And when I come back, I was able to consciously, calmly have a conversation about the things that I told them to do 40 times and haven't been done over the course of the last four weeks. But, you know, before I would have been throwing stuff, screaming and firing everybody. And, you know, and obviously that doesn't get you anywhere, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, now I'm able to just handle it peacefully and, and have a conversation with the guys and, and I wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for, um, you know, starting my day off with, at, at peace. And, you know, and it's interesting, I, I kind of talking about being angry. That was a, a big problem I had over the years was, was my anger. Um, and I remember being when I was still in the county jail, I always used the phone at the same time every day to call vet. Um, and I used the phone on the lower level. And for whatever reason, this one day I go to the upper level, which is kind of a balcony looking over the 
the, the day room and I use the phone up there, which is very odd. And as soon as I get off the phone, I'll look at one of my coworkers that we work together and he had a really bad anger problem and he just completely flips out and loses it. And, you know, they talk about an out of body experience, like you're watching yourself. I wasn't watching myself, but I was watching him and it was just very eerie, kind of like I was having an out of body experience, but I was seeing myself in him and the way he was acting. And I really, I mean, I've been irritated, but I haven't been angry since that day. And that was like a defining moment in that part of my life. And, you know, that's been two years ago and, you know, it's just, but it was a sign and thankfully I paid attention and I would never would have before I, you know, I would have just been like, Oh, he's crazy. Okay. (laughs) Go on. Mm -hmm. It was just like, it was, it was surreal watching that and thinking, man, I look like that when I'm flipping out, you know, I'm not going to do that. That's nuts. And, and I've been able to, no, for a while it was basically just kind of trying to control it. Now it's just I don't really get angry. I mean, I start to. I mean, that's just human nature, but not over the edge angry. Now I've been able to just you know use the tools that I've I've learned and practiced to just kind of pull myself back. And that was what Vet had a huge fear of that. She's like, yeah, you know, it's different when you get out because you're gonna get back in life and you know you're gonna be tested, especially on at work and on job sites. And it's true. I mean, I agree with her 100 percent there. Um, but even though I argued with her at the time, like, no, no, it's worse than here. But now I'm able to, to see that and, and, and catch myself and it comes down to mindfulness and, and then, and again, start your day off calm. And, uh, I know I talk a lot. Sorry. (laughs) Well, you are the guest. That's why we had you here. So you can talk. It's all good, man. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. And I was nervous about this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. doing fine. Yeah. No nerves. <laughs> nerves of steel you've got. Okay. So okay. next question. <laughs> Go ahead, Cheryl. <laughs> so uh, basically when people say I don't have enough time for any type of mental, even a mental health exercise, let's not even talk about energy healing at this point. It's just, it's an excuse, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that comes from someone who's done it their entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's what I found out that, you know, if you take the time to do that, you find that you have so much more time in your life. Um, And you'll realize once you get to a certain point, you know, you can if you if you continue that and you then you can look back and see that you spent most of your time in mental chaos. Um, you, you spent your time reflecting on negative things and, you know, what happened yesterday or, or, and, and what's going to happen next week instead of just being in the moment. And, and, and that was something, you know, I kind of always, you know, I got to live in the moment, but mm-hmm. I wasn't living in the moment. I was just boot loose and fancy free and, and not in, in, in a good kind of way. Um, uh, but, but it's true. If you just, if you just worry about the here and now, um, you find you have plenty of time and, and you have the time to do it. And, and once it becomes habit, it just, just, it's just part of it. And, and life is so much better, but it is, like you said, Cheryl, it is just an excuse. And, you know, and, but, you know, in people's defense, I mean, they truly believe they don't have enough time. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, if, if you get up 15 minutes early and take only 15 minutes within a year, You'll be you'll be at thirty minutes or forty five minutes, and you'll be looking for more 
because it, it means so much to you and your life will be so much better and you'll find that you have so much more time for enjoyment. And, um, and that's one of the things I said to bed. I mean, even after a week, like I had this past week, you know, that's kind of the norm for me, the way I used to be, but there was no chaos this past week. I worked a lot, but I was helping friends for, you know, a third of that, just, they were in a jam and I was helping them out and, and I, you know, they were apologizing and I'm like, man, it's cool. It's just, you know, it's fine. I'm good. You know, I'm tired, but I'm good. And I'm not letting it get to me mentally. And, and I'm not letting things get out of control. You know, I, I'm working a lot, but I'm not doing the things to create chaos. And, uh, and, and I, and again, that just comes from, you know, just being at peace and knowing that everything will work out. I mean, it doesn't mean, you know, that I asked to win the lottery and I hit it, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasted 10 bucks last week on that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's worth a shot, man. It's worth a <laughs> shot. You know? I mean, they say, you know, law of attraction, abundance, the universe is going to provide. Well, I mean, who's to say it's not the lottery? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't want to, you don't want to limit the universe by thinking that That's you're right. not going That's to right. win. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I did it as entertainment. I mean, you know, in, in the past I was like, okay, I'm going to win it today because I guess it's going to get me out of a jam. But I'm going to win something. But no, in, in reality, it's like, hey, you know, it's okay. You feel need to buy a lottery ticket. I did and I bought it and I didn't think and it's okay. But you know, again, going back to it, the universe will provide what you need. And the key is what you need, not what you think you need, you know, and, and <laughs> that and is okay. the key. <laughs> and it's okay. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it, 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 what, what was it? Dr. Seward said in his book, uh, I keep wanting to say Dr. Seuss, but, um, <laughs> <Dr>. <laughs> Seward, um, be content as you strive to progress and that's that's a problem. That's a problem I always had is being content with where I was, and because I, I always want to do more, you know, and 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 it's okay, you know. I mean, I'm I'm basically starting over. I mean, I'm I'm so blessed, so fortunate that you know I didn't walk. I mean, I had a home to go to. I had a wonderful girlfriend to go to. I've got a wonderful, supportive family, uh, friends. I mean, I was nervous about some of my friends. You know, how are they going to react? Because I you know I haven't talked to them in three and a half years, and you know. Are they, I mean, a couple of them knew my history and, but some of them didn't. And so how are they going to react? And I was just totally blown away by the reception. And, um, and so here I am 50 years old starting over, but in reality, I'm not because, you know, I've got the experiences, I've got the connections, you know, I've got the support of so many people. And so, you know, I know that I can, and I'm going to back up when I say this. I know I can get back there, you know, in a business sense much quicker just because of my experience and connections and different things. But I'm not worried about it um, because, you know, it's, things are going to fall into place as they are. And, uh, uh, yes, I would love for things to fall in place very quickly. And, and, and that's my nature. But at the end of the day, it's like I just believe that they will so I don't try. I let the universe do it, not me, and 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 that's. I seem to see. I mean, I'm seeing the groundwork of that by be, by believing that way and letting that happen, as opposed to me trying to force everything. And um, and I don't have to worry about the phone ringing and who's going to be on the other end. I don't have to worry about going to the mailbox. I don't have to worry about you know the doorbell ringing and who's going to be there. 
And, uh, you know, Vet always tried to get across to me one of the things that I forget who wrote this, but, you know, integrity is what you're doing when no one is watching. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and that's, I mean, that's how I'm striving to live my life now and have, you know, have been for, you know, a year or so. And it's unbelievable. Um, you know, I always, I never did anything in the business world to harm anyone intentionally. And, and most of the stuff is with big companies, you know, um, and they don't really like it when you write very large checks that don't clear, but, uh, Go figure, so, huh? yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, you know, it's, but, uh, but you know, if there's more checks in the book, you know, it's okay. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, but I got off track here. Where, where was I at? I knew this would happen. <laughs> you were talking about integrity is who you are when oh, no one's watching. Yeah, and, and so, you know, everything happened to me. I never went into any business deal with, with bad intentions. You know, I knew that I may not be following, you know, the correct way of doing business or, you know, with the utmost integrity, but I never meant to harm anybody, whether it was a large corporation or whatever, because at the end of the day, I was doing something to solve a quick problem, but the end result was going to be okay for everybody. You know, everybody would get their money, whatever. So that, but that's the way I looked at it. It's like, okay, I got an issue. I need some cash. You know, um, I can go write a check to Home Depot or Lowe's. Um, and it's okay. You know, yeah, it's going to bounce, but you know, this, this house will sell and I'll get it paid off before anything happens. And plans don't always work out. So, but the reason is, is it was, it was the universe kicking me in the ass. It was like, you can't do this. You can't operate this way. That's not the right way that you're not operating with integrity. And so, you know, there, even though things were in quotes, great, um, I was always doing stuff like that. And, and no matter how much money I had coming in, how much property I owned, I mean, it didn't matter. I was always trying to do something bigger. Right. And, and that's the way I operated for years. And, uh, and I needed to slow down. And guess what? I got slowed down. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And, and I'll say, say that. I mean, someday I'm going to show up in court and thank the judge. Um, and it took me a while to get to that point. But I, now I can look back and truly thank him for you know, slowing me down and, um, yeah. and reflecting on what's important in life and, you know, and, and family and friends means more than anything and, and just, and helping others. And, and, and that's what I'm, you know, trying to strive to do, you know, in, in whatever manner I can right now. And, and, you know, Teresa Crabtree, you know, in our first emails yesterday, she's like, so what do you think you have to offer? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll tell you my story and you tell me, you know, I'm just trying to be a good person and, and do what I can. And, uh, you know, right now it may not be a lot, but maybe it is, you know, it's, it, sometimes it could just be a smile, you know, maybe somebody's getting ready to commit suicide and that one smile makes them think. And, uh, just, you know, when you pull up to the drive through, put your phone down, you know, look them and look, look the teller in the eye and smile and ask them how their day is. I mean, it makes a difference. So, Well, um, and yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's my philosophy of life is, uh, you know, I may not be able to help everybody, but if I help one person, that's what matters, right? Here's the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we are in our last minute or two, Nate, uh, final thoughts. 
Wow. Um, Went fast, didn't it? We're through. Yeah. <laughs> that was my final thought. We're through. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, this, is, this has been a blast. Uh, you know, I, I thought about this over the last couple of days, and, and it's, you know, I know that I was a guest, and, you know, you wanted to ask a lot of questions. And, and you know, I, I think I wrote this in an email once I was out, you know, I don't believe in telling your story because you want people to hear your story and feel sorry for you. I think that you should only tell your story if it's if you're trying to help someone. And that's why it's, it was, I think that was my response to you when you asked about the podcast, mm-hmm. if I wanted to do it. And, you know, if I can do anything to help anybody in my story, help somebody, then by all means, I'll tell it. Uh, but just telling it to be telling it, you know, it's just not something I want to do. Um, but I was more than happy to do this. And hopefully, you know, this is the start of more. Uh, be happy to do this again for, you know, anything, you know, at sometime in the future. Whenever, you know, if you would like to have me back on, that'd be well, great. Well, of course we uh, would. But, uh, you know, anything else that, that you all are working on. And, and Cheryl, since, you know, I found out this past week you're uh, so close. Uh, maybe you, your husband, me and Yvette can get together and have dinner sometime. So. Oh, that would be so nice. Yes. There you go. All right. So, uh, hey, we have our first episode after two years in the books. How do you think? How do you think we did, Cheryl? Um, I think it was great. And Nate, thank you so much for sharing your story. I, I really appreciate it. I know Karen, you really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I, I think it went well. I'm excited. This is this is a great episode to start off on. That's right. That's why I wanted to do it is I thought that it would be a good episode to get started on. Now, our next episode, we're going to be talking to another friend of mine, Paula, who is, um, she does design for people, but it's designed to create spaces that resonate with you and create spaces that energetically set you up in your life in a way that you can feel good and, and maybe engage in some of the practices that Nate was talking about. So that's our next episode. So, cool. uh, yes. So we went a little over the hour, and I'm cool with that because we are not on a on a live radio show anymore. So if it's an hour and five minutes, that's our prerogative, right? All good. All right. So thank you so much, Nate, and thank you, everybody, for tuning back into us. Uh, the show is Intention is Everything on Paranormal Underground Radio, and we hope to have lots and lots, 300 more podcasts of <laughs> really great information. Right, Cheryl? Yes, you are ambitious. All right. So with that, we're out. Uh, these episodes will be out every two weeks on the 1st and the 15th is our intention. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nate. Thank you. Thank you.